Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, podcasts, articles, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check them out at hitthatline.com. Apologies about yesterday in the podcast. Had a lot of stuff come up work-related, and I had to get those taken care of. So the fact that I was not able to do a podcast yesterday really disappointed me so again i'm sorry and apologize and hopefully it won't happen again because i know all of you were just waiting with bated breath to find out exactly what i had to say about many different things but we're going to get into a lot today speaking about the arkansas razorback basketball's team and the uh performance there by tennis by arkansas against tennessee and knoxville we're going to get into that we'll also talk about some sec news dealing with some transfers and also i want to get into this gillette commercial that everyone was laughing about and uh causing controversy over uh here in just a second but first i want to talk about the razorback basketball team and them getting housed by tennessee the way they did now if you didn't watch the game i i don't i mean i don't blame you But if you did watch the game, or if you didn't watch the game, whatever the reason is, you know that Arkansas got beat pretty handedly by arguably the best team in the country by a final score of 106 to 87. It was the most points Arkansas has given up in a single game since 2002. Single SEC game, I should say. And it wasn't necessarily surprising of the performance because Tennessee is just that good. Arkansas is not that good. And the fact that it was even... A 19-point game, which is what the final mark was. That was not a very good indication of what the score actually was. Arkansas was down by 30 at one point, and that's what it should have ended at. It should have ended at a 30-point game. But there's a lot of problems with this whole deal. A lot of problems. And I don't want to just live in the be a prisoner of the moment and live in the moment and start talking about this game like it was something that has just become some big issue with Arkansas because we again we knew they were going to lose this game going in. We knew that Arkansas was going to go up against one of the best teams in the country. But what it comes down to folks and just going off of your social media posts and your tweets to me and, and among other things is that I feel like a lot of you are starting to lose your passionate fire about the Arkansas Razorback Athletic Program. Now, I'm not saying all of you. I'm not saying all of you at all. But there are a good bit of you. And you, who knows, maybe the ones that are aren't even listening to this podcast anymore because they just don't care. But the amount of Razorback fans that's having this take a toll on them, not only with the very disappointing football season, the worst football season you'd ever see, but then the basketball season not going according to plan, especially being an eighth year, eighth year of Mike Anderson. You expected more. You expected something with especially having someone like Daniel Gafford on your team. There, you just expected a lot more from than what you're getting. But unfortunately, what you got is a team that's sitting at 10-6, and 1-3 in SEC play, and looking on the outside looking in from the NCAA tournament. And it's amazing to me how many of you and when I say you, again, I'm just referring to Razorback fans in general, not necessarily you listening to this podcast. But it's amazing the amount of you that are just throwing up your arms and not caring anymore. You did that during football season, and you did that, they're starting to do that in basketball season. It might be my biggest fear for Razorback fans to feel this way, to feel like they don't 
care that much anymore about the Razorback athletic program or specific sports because they're not any good or because they feel forgotten because they feel like nothing's changing because they feel like it was, it's such bad shape that they don't think it'll ever see anything on the horizon and and I think that it's all just plagued and fatigued Razorback fans in general and the football season <clears throat> did not help matters and adding to the basketball season I think that is more of a problem than what anything is is just the fact that basketball was terrible or football was terrible. Now basketball is suffering a lot of the same feelings and fatigue from it all. But it is the scariest thing to ever have Razorback fans stop caring. Because I grew up a Razorback fan. I grew up in the state of Arkansas. I'm from Arkansas and I grew up a fan. And one thing that I always had as a kid growing up was I had a lot of passion for the Razorback football, basketball, baseball team, just the Razorbacks in general. I wanted them to do so well. And during my years of growing up, I was mainly under the Houston nut era of football. I had the late years of Nolan and then the years of Stan Heath and John Pelfrey for the majority of it. And then I also had, of course, Dave Van Horn doing his thing in baseball. So it just comes from a different time. And when I look back on it, I remember that in football, there was not one single time where I ever thought that Arkansas would not have the fire and the passion towards the football team because of lack of wins or because of lack of control or lack of understanding, lack of whatever it is that Arkansas football has had to deal with over the past few years. It's a lack of a lot of it. And the same thing with basketball. Even though Mike Anderson, I still uh, – I still feel like he's done so many great things for Arkansas that it's really tough for me to just throw up my arms and say he's trash, he needs to go. I'm never going to do that. I think that he's done a, fu- a nice job. But I understand Razorback fans' frustrations because you've been expecting more than what you've gotten. Regular season wins are all well and good, but you expect to make it not only to the tournament but to advance in the tournament, and you've yet to do so under Mike. So I could to- totally get the frustrations there. It seems like there's such a disconnect from fans and from the school. And part of that problem was fixed, I believe, when Jeff Long was fired and then Brett Bielma. I think that that was when it was at its worst. When you had Jeff Long, who I think he did a lot of good things, but I think the biggest detriments to him as an athletic director at Arkansas ended up being his demise. Him forgetting about the common fan. Him taking things away and changing things that didn't need to be changed. Him running the athletic department at Arkansas more like an NBA or NFL franchise and less about running it like Arkansas, like Arkansas needed to be. He um, he made mad the wrong people. He didn't care about what certain people did. He, he tried to change everything. And that always rubbed people the wrong way. And then add that into the mix of Brett Bielma just literally drinking the <laughs> the season away of sorts and causing all the issues to where he torpedoed and ruined this program and put it in such a bad spot that it's going to take Chad Morris a while to get out of. I mean, that's how bad and detrimental Brett Bielma was. The fact that those two individuals are gone, that's huge. And that's all well and good. But now you insert new pieces like Hunter Juracek and Chad Morris that are having to clean up the mess. I don't know if Hunter Juracek's going to be a great athletic director. 
I don't know if Chad Morris is going to be a great football coach. They haven't really done anything. I know that Chad Morris went two and 10, so people are going to yell at me for this, but they haven't done anything for, to make me think that they are detrimental and going to make the program worse. There hasn't been enough of that just yet. But I always used to laugh at people when they said that they needed Arkansas people and power and places on administration and people who were always really good at what they did. And I kind of laughed at that most of the time because it's was like, okay, well, Frank Broyles wasn't an Arkansas guy when he came. Nolan Richardson wasn't an Arkansas guy when he came. You know, Arkansas had success with coaches that weren't Arkansas people. But then I, the more I thought about it, I kind of get what people were saying is that they want somebody who understands the passion, the ferociousness, and the way things are at Arkansas to where they've seen how successful they can be if they do it that particular way. The Razorback football program has been really good when it was done a certain way, when it was done the way previously. When it wasn't, and I'm talking not just talking about on-the-field product, I'm talking about all the things surrounding it, where the common fan could see games, watch games, and enjoy games in the way that would not make them feel like they're at some advertising NBA game or NFL game. You know, certain small things like that. And that's been lost and lost in translation. And I don't know if it'll ever get back to it, and I've always been a big advocate for making it that way, but it just seems like Arkansas over the past 15 years has really changed so much that you that's where the disconnect comes from, is that you have a lot of old hats and old people, older people, people who have been around a long time and have been donating a long time, had it done a certain way, and now it's such a different program now that what they were given to before is not the same now, so they don't want to give anymore. They don't want to put their effort into it anymore. They don't want to put their attention into it anymore. Of course, winning cures a lot of that. But when the winning's not there, you got to have a backup plan. you got to have something in place. And I don't know if Arkansas has that. So I'm saying all of this, and coming, coming off of the Tennessee game for Arkansas in basketball, you probably wonder, what, what in the world? That got really deep really quick. Well, my point in all this is, is that I would just want all you Razorback fans to understand something. As much as it may be bad for you as a fan, watching a 2-10 football team or seeing a basketball, whatever it is, do not lose your passion. Do not lose your love and your fire towards this program. Because the minute that you do, it's over. And it's hard to get you back. Now, it may sound like you're screaming from the hilltops and not anyone's hearing you and not anyone's caring. Everyone's just ignoring you. But, you know, if you want something done in the program, do things to make it happen. If you're tired of a particular coach and if you and if the majority of the fan base wants a change there, my God, don't just sit back idly and say, well, it's not going to happen, so I don't care. Raise all types of cane until it does. Demand excellence and continue to do so. I think there's an extreme on both sides that you don't need to venture into. But if you feel like you are being let down, if you feel like there should be some things on the Hill that are changing for the betterment of the program to gain your support and to gain your trust and to gain your fire back, Tell everyone, write letters, emails, get Facebook pages, start banners, whatever it is, do it. 
because I would rather see a fan base that's so fanatical and so crazy that they'll do whatever it takes to make a change in something that they need to make a change about than to see a fan base lose their fire. So many people went through so many links to see Houston nut fired. They still showed up to the games, but they voiced their protest then. Now you're just seeing people not show up, not care. And that's a way of expressing yourself too. My only fear in all this though, is that if you do all that, and if you feel like it's working, will it be enough? Time will tell. But never lose your passion. Never lose your fanatical, crazy fan base. Arkansas fans are awesome. And what makes them awesome is what they demand of the program because they demand it of themselves as well. You demand excellence from the program. You as fans demand excellence from yourself by supporting the program, showing up to games, giving your money, putting it forth into something that's worthwhile. Never lose it, Hog fans. Hopefully the light is at the end of the tunnel, but I'm just telling you, never lose your fire. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You know, this was something also dealing with the football team that I found was very interesting. And this is just message board banter, but it seems like there is some legitimacy to some of the rumors that have been throwing around about the current state of what the Razorback football program is doing. And it's kind of funny and kind of awesome. I don't know. You, you guys take it for whatever you want to take it as. But anyways, Scooter Harris, of course, is a member of the Razorback football team did an Instagram live video. And he was in the locker room doing this video. Nothing crazy about that, except the locker room was extremely old that he was in. And all the players in there were dressed in generic sweats. Like no Razorback apparel, no Razorback swag, nothing. Just very gray, generic sweats with numbers sharpied on their hoods and on their sweatshirts. What? They were sitting in metal chairs, staring at cinder cinder block walls. It's just kind of a weird thing. You're sitting there scratching your head like, what? Well, what it's being reported as and what it looks like is that the entire coaching staff has taken all of the glitz and glamour away from the Razorback fan base or from the Razorback players, excuse me. And said, basically, you got to earn to wear this stuff. You didn't earn it last year. You didn't earn this nice stuff. You didn't earn all this glamour that comes along with what the university paid for. You don't, you hadn't earned it. So until you earn it, this is what you get. And if this is all true, which I've talked to some of my (coughs) inside sauces, and it looks to be the case... I think this is a fantastic thing that Chad Morris is doing, and he has my full respect. In fact, he goes up a bit a notch in my book. I think this is exactly what Razorback fans were hoping for, and I think this is exactly what fans want to see from the players and from the coaching staff. There was a sense of entitlement and a lackluster sense of urgency from this team last year. I don't think a lot of them cared. I don't think a lot of them bought in. 
I don't think a lot of them even enjoyed playing football. I think that it was just going through the motions and whatever. So Chad Morris comes in, and after seeing that in year one, after seeing that abysmal, pathetic performance, he's coming in and saying, all right, folks, if this is the way it's going to be, you're going to have to earn your way. You're going to have to earn your stripes. You don't get to wear the Razorback logo until you earn it. Maybe that'll be more of a militant style. Maybe it's different from what Chad Morris is used to. But I think he kind of got screwed over by the players. The more I'm looking at this, it sounds like he got screwed over. I think during the spring practices, there was a lot of fun and excitement. I think he's got the energy. I think he saw some talent. I think that there was some you know, buzz around the program going in the fall camp too. But I think once adversity hit, once that loss to Colorado State happened, and then to North Texas and all of that, I think that this team mailed it in so quick, fast, and in a hurry that Chad Morris was even shocked by how this team folded like a cheap suit. I think he was completely and totally thrown off balance to see the way that this team responded in such a pathetic, gross way where they just mailed it in. They didn't care. Whatever. Who cares? I don't care about you, coach. Whatever. I don't care what you're trying to do. Whatever. And now it's all starting to kind of make sense of why there's been a few transfers because the Michael Petway is the latest one to transfer, the wide receiver, which I don't know if it's a big loss or not, but that's certainly surprising with the timing and everything. But he is out. And some people are feeling like this is the new the new way that the players are being held accountable or at least the way that they're being quote-unquote treated might have been one of the reasons why. And I don't know, maybe maybe that's the case. Who knows? But my point is, is that this is something that I think will make it better for Chad Morris because these players need this. They need discipline. They need to know that this is not just some free ride. You're not in here to play ping pong and hang out at practices, kind of go to – you're here to win. You're here to compete. You're here to do a job. And if you don't do the job, go home. Send you packing. See you later. I love this move by Chad Morris. I think it's fantastic. I hope to hear more from it. I hope we get to hear more about it. Because I'd be curious to know how it went and how the reaction was by some of the players. I'll keep everybody updated on it if they end up actually getting the uniforms back or the swag back or anything like that. But right now, it's all grays, baby. Cinder blocks and metal chairs. Love it. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. This is just something funny. Uh, If you haven't seen this Gillette commercial that so many people are talking about, about uh, masculinity... You all know the thing with Gillette, right? The best a man can get. Well, they put out this commercial of how men need to stop having this toxic masculinity. And they show, it's it's the weirdest thing. Like, they show men doing all of these, like, terrible things. during, And it's talking about during the Me Too movement and all this stuff. 
and it shows him doing terrible things and like being condescending and sexually harassing and bullying and all of this stuff and it's just really weird and out of place and then one of the th- scenes that it gets into is it shows a bunch of dads hanging out at a grill in their backyard and they see their boys wrestling it's not malicious or anything they're just wrestling and then they say hey boys will be boys and now it's like looking at it as such a terrible thing and how this somehow leads to sexual assault if you're if you have boys wrestling in the yard or if there's yeah and there's another thing where a guy just kind of like checks out a girl as he walks by kind of like hey and then it shows like a guy stepping in and like dude you can't do that anymore and he's just like sitting there admiring her i i don't know i saw this and i'm just i'm cracking up laughing the fact that so many people got upset by it by one and second off, the fact that I'm like, wait a minute. So when is it wrong for men to say boys will be boys because you got your kids wrestling? In- I wrestle with my brother all the time. Like, when is that a bad thing? I understand that you don't want your kids bullying kids. That's one of the things that they brought up. I get that. And I also understand that you're not sexually harassing women at work. Like, that's that's not even a question. That's horrible. Don't do that. When I saw this thing, and it's like these guys just sitting there, boys will be boys, because apparently, according to this commercial, if your boys wrestle in the yard, you know, just having a because they're you know boys are more aggressive by nature than than girls are. If they're wrestling in the yard, then apparently that's what leads to sexual assault and sexual harassment and bullying. Come on, I know this is this is just all about social media and stuff like that. I just think it's funny. By the way, it has. <laughs> on youtube 317 people have liked the thousand people have liked the video Seven hundred twenty thousand have disliked it it's just unbelievable i just thought it was really funny because it was what everybody was talking about well appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or on google play you can also get after me on twitter at rush john neighbors and we'll keep it going from there same podcast time same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon have a great day everybody we will see you then Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.